Welcome to The Aesthetic Report, a podcast by Dermascope, created for skincare professionals who want to grow in their careers by hearing directly from leaders who've been there, done that, and are paving the future of their industry. Join Michelle Diallard-Brenner as she interviews industry giants on the latest in all things skincare, beauty, wellness, business, and more. Without further ado, here's your host, Michelle Diallard-Brenner. Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, this is the Aesthetic Report, a podcast by Dermascope. And this is Michelle Diallard Brenner, your host for the day. Thanks all for being with me. So super excited and even more excited because it is no secret that my guest today is a true pioneer in the industry. What started out as an unsuccessful bout of adolescent acne has grown into, honestly, the heavyweight that is DMK, a prized international line sold throughout 30 countries around the world. He is an author, ambassador for human rights, a myth, a man, a legend. I love that part the most. And the list really, truly goes on and on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you our guest, Donna Montague King. Donna, thank Hello, you. Thank Michelle. you. How are you? It's I'm, totally my pleasure. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm fantastic. And um, here we all are, you know, in the beginning of 2021. Thank goodness we made it, right? <laughs> Actually, to be to be honest, and, and yeah. I know this sounds a little bit braggadocious considering what suffering people, particularly in our industry, have gone through with lockdowns and everything else. Uh, we actually elevated everything uh, yes. in our company because I have a lot of employees that I'm responsible for their families, yeah. their kids, and just every, and we didn't want to fire anybody. We didn't want to close down like so many companies have done. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to actually bonus and keep our front frontline workers going and so on and so forth. So we actually came out on top that way this year. Yeah. Of course, the other ways are a totally different story sure. if anybody's following news. But uh, <laughs> we actually were, were more progressive. That's I find, awesome. you know, one thing I'll just preempt this. All of my entire life, ever since I was a little kid, I can remember, number one, I knew who I was. Now, I had to pay for that many times yep. because knowing who you are at an early age also means a big mouth and saying yep. things that kids are not supposed to say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, yep. But, yep. but I, I, I always flourish best in challenge times. Yes. Uh, and this was a huge challenge. Sure so was. we had to become very proactive. And instead of worrying about what you're selling or anything like that, we got on the internet immediately with a series of tutorial videos yeah. uh, starring myself and my nephew and uh, some of our top people around the world yeah. about how a professional therapist and or dermatologist or doctor yeah. can continue making money and helping people at the same time from home. Yeah. And the way we did it was pretend you are in your office. Don't sit there and call up clients or answer right. phone calls dressed in a sweatshirt, you know, lounging back with a big right. pizza, in your, big right. pizza in your hand. You know, put your uniform on, sit right there and try to light yourself as best you can. There's lots yeah. of ways to do that now. And diagnose people properly over the phone. Yeah. And then when you prescribe, which basically would be retail, if you want to put it in that niche, yeah. uh, what they would be using at home until they can come back to the 
clinic or your place of business again. And you yep. keep emphasizing that throughout your diagnosis when yep. you can come back. So you're putting a thing in their mind that this is an ongoing thing, that they're not going to break out and look horrible and have COVID stress you know, bumps right. and all that. Yep. And it worked. It worked yeah. everywhere. It was just amazing. That's awesome. And that that's, is awesome. So that, that kept us going through. But that's at crazy. the same time, it's been a weird you know, yeah. I'm sure most yeah. people's cortisol levels are off yeah. the chart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah 100%, 100%. So Donna, I, and honestly, I kind of, I almost don't know where to start. I have, I have so much that, that I, I, I want to give you the opportunity to chat about and questions for you, but I have to tell you, you know, in doing my homework before jumping on with you, um, I, I loved scrolling through um, your clips of accomplishment and through the years on your website, because you know what, and as we were chatting beforehand, you're like 50 years and, you know, 50 years, it seems like, well, a lifetime for so many people, <laughs> but at the same time, how quickly it goes by, I'll you know? Tell, yeah. The closer you get, like I'm 77 now and oh close, my God. <laughs> I know ah! I, wake up, I wake up and I, I can't lie. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, you know, I know. I don't look it yeah. because I've spent a lifetime practicing what I preach. I mean, who sure. are you yeah. if you're talking about age management or acne or whatever else? And you get up in front of an audience to teach them, you look like hell. Yeah, uh, you have to look what you're doing, like what yeah. you're doing. You yep. have to look what you're in, and uh, so I think of that uh, that fifty plus. Yep. It's scary to me once in a while, sure. you know. And yeah. yet, there's so much left to do. Yeah. Uh, in my mind. So I, I kind of yeah. wish that we could be, I could be a vampire. You know, <laughs> go, that's what lady said to me. Are you a vampire? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So let me ask you, I, I'm going to take you all the way back for a second. And um, I know, I mean, your, your history coming into this industry to start with. Um, and I know for yourself getting started out, you, you had some huge struggles with acne yourself, but Donna, seriously, when you go back to that time period, what was it that triggered you to think, listen, I've got some issues. No one's helping me. I've got the ability to do this myself. Well, it's called, it was called curiosity and, yeah. and being born with this odd brain that I have nothing to do with. I, you know, my, my intellectual quotient IQ, which they used to take all the time. I went to private schools. They'd always take these, you know, IQ tests. And they would never tell the kids what their scores were because they, if they were too high, they might be lazy and say, well, I'm a genius. So I don't have to do anything. Or if they were too low, they'd say, well, I'll never go to be anything anyway. So why even bother? So they wouldn't tell us. Well, I did find out through one of my dad's friends who was a school teacher that what my IQ was. Yeah. And so I thought, well, okay, if that's there, let's see how we can use it. Right. Uh, because I think in peripheral uh, vision, I don't think in tunnel vision. Sure, uh, It's like a big puzzle. And yeah. I'm always curious about what makes that tick. Why is yeah. that so? Why is I that not that. so? Yep. And uh, so basically, that's where it all started. The acne thing was true. Uh, I was born, well, my aunts and all the, uh, you know, a doting women in the family. I was mm -hmm. the first of six kids. And they all were a pretty boy, such a pretty boy, such, and that's all I heard. And so I thought I was a pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden at 15, nope. pizza face, yeah. uh, I wasn't a pretty boy anymore. Mm -hmm. And that really bothered me a lot. Yeah. And my parents took me around to the, you know, dermatologists and, of course, back in those days, and even now, some some of them just, you know, write a script for antibiotics yeah. and whatever, you yep. know. 
and nothing worked. And of course, I had no understanding of the hormonal cascades and all the other underlying things that contribute to piacnes. But uh, I started fiddling around on my own. I was always working with these chemistry sets that were called Gilbert chemistry sets. For, oh for, my gosh. Yeah, yes. for, young, for young people. Yep. And uh, I would learn how to do a base and then I would uh, keep looking up uh, items that were botanical. I uh, instinctively knew that that would be the synergistic way to go for any yeah. cellular change. Enzymes always popped up, yeah. the power of enzymes. And we are the body enzyme. I mean, yeah. at the most base level, we're nothing more than a bag of fluid, a few chemicals yeah. orchestrated by enzymes and held together with electromagnetic energy. That's what right. we are as a yeah. corporal human being. So based on that, I was fiddling around with things that I realized later why they were working. But, and it could be a mental thing too, because when your hormone overload is decreased and you yeah. start looking at yourself more favorably, and, sure. and I really didn't look at myself much at all in those sure. Uh, there's internal and external help as well. Right. And so by the time I was 18, you know, pretty skid, pretty boy was back, <laughs> uh, arrogant, horn yeah. dog, crazy, <laughs> just, and all that, all that pent up singular time of loneliness. And I yep. went through all the, I'm so ugly, nobody wants me, you know, all that kind yeah. of uh, it just reversed itself, and I became a little son of a bitch. It was horrible when I Ah, uh, I love it. <laughs> it was horrible. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, well, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, that, but at least you can admit that now. See, that's the important part. <laughs> well, th- things are what they are. You yes, can, they you are. Can, you yes, can try to cover are. them up all you want, but they're still there. <laughs> uh, no, that I could truthfully say, and I've said this to press all over the world for years, that the acne thing. Yeah. was the ephus. Uh, and in a way it was, but what it proved to me was that anything can be changed. Yeah. You know, you don't have to suffer through things at all. You know, right. it, then so the quest after that was dealing with every aspect of age reversal. There's no such thing as anti-aging, by the way. It's, right. you know, yeah. it's, it's not true. We, right. we, say, right. we say age management. Right. Uh, scar tissue, everything was kind of connected together. And that's what helped build the concept. We're not a brand. We're not a line. I hear that all the time. And that's fine. I understand why. We are a concept. Concept is a a philosophy of science. Products are just tools. Sure. Now, I think think I've formulated some of the best tools in the world, but never mind that the concept (laughs) is the most important thing to teach anybody that's dealing with skin revision. I love that. So yeah, but the psychological aspects of bad acne has always been very close to me. We did a huge acne summit uh, several years ago in London and the kids from all over the UK, it was at the Royal Academy of Medicine. They were packing the room and the testimonials break your heart. Some kids were snatched back from suicide. Uh, Some did commit suicide. Uh, The importance of those formative years when you yeah. have to engage with a peer group and find your place in yeah. adult life are of vital importance. And yeah. uh, so we've always paid a lot of attention to uh, the acne kids and onset adult acne as well. That's another yeah. story. But anyway, yeah. so. Well, and you know, what's interesting about that too, is that that, that whole, the, the seriousness, the concern and the role that plays in an adolescent's life it just perpetuates. It continues. I mean, we, we deal with it with, with teenagers now. I mean, so now to have a concept to be able to turn to, to help that, I mean, 
that's just, I mean, you've taken 50 years of amazing um, opportunities and, and put it in the hands of young people that are really struggling. That's awesome. Well, awesome. you know, and if they if if their self worth issues are down at that point, yeah, yeah, that may carry on further on into life, Correct. and and define their place in the workplace, in the personal relationship arena. All these things can go back to that extraordinary phenomenon that they go through. Uh, some some rise above it, but right. a lot don't. No, I know, yeah. I know. Donna, one of the things I noticed as I was um, scrolling through the website and looking at kind of you know decade, you know years at a time of things. Talk about progressive. I mean, you have just, you know, looking at vitamin C enzymes and trans epidermal delivery creams in the seventies. That that was like unheard of. Oh, well, I, I mean, okay. seriously, glycation <laughs> in the nineties. No, really. I mean, and I've been in the business thirty years. I mean, those are things that were not at the forefront of our industry. <laughs> well, okay. Well, you're constantly looking for pieces of a puzzle, constantly research and your mind locks onto little bits of information. And then I think this, whatever genius they're supposed to be, it puts it all together. Yeah. And, and you realize more and more that the knee bone really is connected to the vibe, vibe bone at the end of the day. <laughs> right. Everything is logical. There's no secret uh, ingredient or trendy this or trendy that. I mean, it's, it's absurd. Right. And I used to be quite outspoken about this. But yeah. now, as an elder statesman, I, as I said to you earlier before we went on line, uh, I keep my mouth shut a lot, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. But I still get a little bit angry with the misinformation yeah. uh, that is out there that are guiding these therapists uh, yeah. in their own bread and butter and business and everything else. Yes. And uh, the lack of education, it's better now. It is yeah. better. Yeah. But it used to be nothing. I, I mean, I felt like I was the only one in the universe. I know. Uh, actually, teaching people how to think instead of product knowledge seminars. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I always hated misinformation. Yes. Especially when you're touching people. Yep. Because yep. you're doing a lot more than just slapping creams on and and exfoliants and things like that. You are actually guiding a portion of their life. Yeah. If you're if you're a true professional, yep. I mean, you know, as being a woman, that uh, women will tell their therapist that they really get along with a lot more personal things. They might tell their preacher, priest, or even husband or girlfriend. Sure. Yeah, you know. Yep. So so you have many roles, many hats put on your head the minute you put your hands on that client lying on the table. Yeah, that's so. You know? It's so. You know, and 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 obviously we've you we've both seen it, and clearly the the evolution of our industry from you know just rubbing creams on your faces to truly becoming someone's someone's partner in life. Yeah. Um, and, in every way. Now, going back quickly to the vitamin C thing, I kind of yeah. laugh at that because <laughs> it wasn't, you know, Eureka, vitamin C. <laughs> I, I was just looking through one of my old Bibles, Gray's Anatomy, 35th oh British edition. Yeah. Not the American version, the old British version. Yeah. And uh, I saw a whole section on cytoplasm of collagen synthesis yep. uh, with ascorbic acid being important. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a whole little story. I won't take your time with the telling about that, but it just seemed logical to me. So sure. I included ascorbic acid in it, the palmitate form way back then. I'd buy, right. buy gallons of it from a friend who owned an orange juice company. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I put it in different different percentages in almost everything because I wanted that that boss of the fibroblast cell, which is the factory that makes collagen yep. and elastin, to be strong and run the factory right. 
you know, yeah. so, so the person would become collagen uh, deficit. Yeah. And so I did that for a long time. And I included that in my, uh, my seminars and teachings and whatever. And I didn't pay any attention to it because I don't like the idea of using buzzwords, or trendy things as marketing devices. Right. It's very misleading. Sure. Okay. And so I never said much about it. And all of a sudden, this company in Canada, I won't mention any names, yeah. called CellXC, <laughs> started hyping it up oh. like it was sliced bread reinvented. Right. right. And sure enough, yeah. every American company, uh, some of the, the self-styling esthetician guru, yep. guru yep. S's of that time, started touting the benefits of vitamin C in skin products. Okay. Yeah. They didn't explain why it was important or what yep. its actual job was. They would just keep saying, oh, it increases collagen. Well, right. guess what, folks? Sometimes we don't want to increase collagen right. beyond its natural rhythm. That's what a scar is. Right. So, you know, I was yeah. a little bit, I was a little bit mad at first because I felt like I had a special thing that, uh, but then I said, Danae, come on, you never talk about this other than what it does in the body. Yep. You don't brand it or anything. So just shut up, you know, yeah. Well, you know what? And it's it's interesting that you make that point because as as an educator myself, that was one of the things. And clearly, even though you've got, and we won't call it your brand, your concept, but you know what? To you, education is more important than anything else because oh, yeah. it's, it's it's about making you think and you sit, you just you said one of the most beautiful things before we came on on air, and it was, you know what, my objective now is to make people think. And it, because it's, if you think about, like you just said, you know, the hip bones connected to the, well, it is what it is. If you really just think about it and yeah, you and apply I, what you know. And I think I also said that many times in a conference or a lecture, uh, therapists would raise their hand and want to ask a question. And I'd yeah. say, look, before you do that, think for a minute that what you're going to ask. Yeah. And many times you'll answer it yourself oh. because you're going to stop and think. Uh, now, having said that, if a person does that and they start following through uh, histology and chemistry and, and, and all of that that they know some of, uh, they want affirmation. Okay, now that's a whole different thing. I'm very happy to be there with affirmation right. uh, if they think and come up with something. Right. That's fine. Right. Uh, all I'm doing is validating what they've already thought. Right. But uh, education is extremely important. Yeah. and. The, the concept is important because that is the pathway of thinking. Yeah. You know, it's not just memorizing ingredients and, you know, the American therapists are and Australians too, yeah. are just ingredient crazed. Yes. I yeah. mean, they, yeah. and then they, they hear something on, on Google or Twitter or Facebook, whatever, that such and such ingredient is common, commonogenic. And Oh yeah. my God, then they'll <laughs> stop using a whole. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> no. I know. And I'm going to do a whole thing on, uh, maybe I'll do it through Dermoscope. Uh, I'm so sick and tired of comedogenic. Yeah. It almost does not exist. Now I'm going to yeah. drop it there, leave that provocative statement hanging. It's a great statement. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to do an article of why this comedogenic scare is 98% bogus. I love it. You know, I that, love it. And then that's a whole new direction of thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So let me ask you and, and back uh, uh, slightly on the education because um, we both, and, and I own an aesthetic school. I've had my school for 18 years. So education is so key. 
Um, and one of the questions that we we wanted to throw out to you, and I, in particular myself, because you know we do see so many companies now are doing their own certifications and this, that, and the other thing, and it's all about product knowledge and their types of things. So. Donna, to you, I mean, what does it mean to be DMK certified? I mean, what what is it that your estheticians have and that you're confident that they have that should make others want to seek such an education level? For one thing, some of our tools are could be misused and create negative reactions mm. if, if not properly used. Sure. We've always walked that gray line between full medical and uh, aesthetic for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And in fact, I think our people internationally uh, with their different kinds of educational uh, levels have been uh, really responsible for some of the pioneerism and for some of the changes in aesthetics as we know it today. Mm. I'm absolutely confident of that, not just me, yeah. We have fine educators and that. Uh, that are really passionate, but also very smart. So when we certify someone, that means they have to take first a startup course. Yeah. And we charge for every course, uh, reimbursing on first orders. But we charge. And the reason we charge is because if you don't charge and give everything away, psychologically, people don't think it's worth anything. Right. Absolutely. And that's just human nature. Sure. Yeah, sorry, but I, I learned that bitter lesson. I gave mm -hmm. away no idea how yeah. much I've given away over the years. But fortunately, my company stopped me <laughs> for my own. <laughs> you know, because I'm happy to talk for hours. And, right. I, and there's a, right. a South African doctor who started a, a company. And I remember being at a plastic surgery convention in Sun City in, Af in South Africa long ago. Yeah. And he was a skinny little guy with a polyester shirt unbuttoned to the navel and tons of jewelry. And he kept an, an improbable wig on. And he kept following me around the whole place, asking all these questions about everything. And I just chatting and going on. And then, oh. lo and behold, a few oh. years later, he brings <laughs> out this whole line based on everything I said. Uh. And there's another South African woman that did the same thing who's now currently selling appeal. And, uh, I talked to the therapists they're using. I said, you know what? The word peel is crazy. Yeah. The, the world is peel mad. You know, it's that's only step one. That's removal yeah. of redundant corneum so you can get to everything else that's still alive and active and preserve right. it and maintain it. Yeah. But the peel is not the panacea of everything. I've never believed in traumatizing the skin because that just causes more defense mechanisms sure. later. In case you haven't heard, Dermascope has attracted the most prolific experts in the aesthetics industry for over 45 years. Through their own experience, knowledge, and results, our incredible pool of trusted writers bring you practical information you can rely on. This includes the digital magazine, monthly columns, articles, and videos. Education is the backbone of the industry, and we thrive on being the authority of professional skincare. Get your unmatched subscription today because we're more than a magazine. We're content you can trust. Unlock exclusive content at dermoscope.com backslash magazine backslash subscribe. So <laughs> where yeah. were we? I forgot. No. Well, old age, old age. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, and you know what? You're, you, all of the points that you bring out go back to you know your statement of just making people think. Think about what you're doing. So what is that impact on the skin? What is that effect? What is What are you really doing? I'm with you in that. I just, I feel like 
some of our professionals are not really thinking when you're empowered with that knowledge and that education, it's like, whoa, the whole world opens up for you. Well, going back to the original question, I remember it now. Uh, I'm taking Prevagen. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I take a great many other things in that too, not to mention all the injections. First of all, other members of my company came up with a brilliant idea a while back that I was against because uh, I don't like kits and this kind of thing. Yeah. But they came up with this fundamental kit, which was a, a, one, a one treatment and a month of home prescriptives that go along with that treatment. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is so corny, but it worked. Yeah. It worked huge. So here's all these estheticians coming in. Now they're confronted with several tiers of education. There's the uh, program one yeah. that gives them all the basic knowledge of the concept and the tools to use thereof. And then there's a, a secondary, more advanced. And then finally there's paramedical. Right. And I'm not trying to do what a certain group of female gurus in the United States tried to do years ago with paramedical yeah. suggests that it's a replacement of, or as good as, or could be an offshoot of medical. No, right. no, no. Right. Paramedical merely means adjunctive to, yeah. adjunctive to, because we have a lot of dermatologists and plastic oh, yeah. surgeons in our network uh, in Ukraine and Russia. My, there's, there's no, maybe one or two so-called beauty therapists there that are doing yeah. DMK. They're all doctors. They're all serious. Sure. And you can't fool these people because no. they've all been given superior educations during the post-Soviet years. They yeah. weren't given anything else when they got out of the university. They didn't have anything to work with right. in their hands, but right. they had that. So they, were, they weren't easy to fool right. you know, with, with American marketing and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yep. So that connotates the paramedical, which is a very advanced type of thing. Yeah. Now, some people do program one and they still go back and they, they're doing these kits. That's it. Okay. That's fine. If sure. you're not really passionate and you're just trying to make a nice living and help people out in your neighborhood, you don't have a big place, uh, just yourself, maybe yeah. you can do that, you know, but yeah. nine times out of 10, after they do that for a while, they want to do more and more. Right. And more Absolutely. And more, you know, well, they people, see the difference and now you've intrigued them. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then they, they go into program one, then they go into the other two tiers and if they pass all the tests, both practical and written, then they're certified. If they don't, we don't say, oh, well, hell, honey, go ahead and make an order. It's nice. okay. Yeah. No, no yeah. They, cannot, they cannot buy alkaline wash. They cannot buy certain things. Excellent. And so this entices them to finish it off. Yeah. And normally the ones that do that are really, really good. And That's they awesome. do so well. Yeah. Uh, and I'm always so proud of them, you know. Yep. Others, you know, then they start mixing and matching. We don't ask anybody to use just DMK, although I don't know why they wouldn't. Right. But in fact, my, my final dream, which would probably never happen, is I'd love to have a company-owned franchise, yeah. the DMK Skin Revision Clinics. Ah. Same colors, everything uh, is just a franchise, okay? I love it. And that's all they do. And the, the people that come there know what they're going to get. Yeah. But that isn't what it is now. So yeah. if they start mixing and matching, we cannot guarantee the results. Yeah. And yep. many, many products, which are not bad products, particularly, can negate or neutralize the hard work they're doing with the DMK system. Sure. And so we yeah. can't guarantee ongoing results at all. 
and uh, and I usually find out, and then some people have actually come along and tried to co- tried to copy us. Yeah, I yeah. I, I never can believe that because yeah. if they only knew what goes into creating a yeah. product, <laughs> I know. <laughs> sometimes it takes me three years. Yeah, you know, our up and coming stemzyme, which will be medical, but but also therapists can do it, uh, is complete revolutionary thing because it deals with our own stem cells and our own skin that are alive that can actually be encouraged to proliferate in other aspects of skin cells. Wow. And, and oh, it, it's great. Wow. It is. It is. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. we've been waiting. First of all, it took me three, four years with a brilliant colleague, uh, Dr. Lacande, yeah. uh, to even get it to this point. In yeah. fact, one of the clients that we've just done who's come off brilliant and we will be using her in the first ads once we launch is Julie Newmar, the cat woman. Really? Yeah, wow. Oh my God. She's gorgeous. She's 88. Oh my God. You're kidding me. And she has reoccurring basal cell carcinoma. Yep. And, and I'm not going to even get into that arena, but we, sure, strong, sure, sure. <laughs> we strongly suspect and I have hope in my heart that this may be very well prosthetic against reoccurring basal cell carcinoma. Wow. And of course, to, to market that would be a nightmare. So if that really no, no proves way. to be the case, I just may handle it over to big pharmacy or somebody. Use it for their cancer, yeah. you know, yeah. prosthetic. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine how exciting is that? That is exciting. Yeah. That's what keeps me getting up in the morning. Yeah. Well, and you know what, that's, you just, you just kind of led me into my next question because, you know, you, you move through your career at certain times and you kind of hit a point where you're like, well, do, do I, do I keep going? What's next? I mean, Donna, 50 years you've been doing this and you're still like like plowing through like a rock star. What keeps you going? What what keeps you going? Well, the main thing that keeps me going now is fiduciary obligation to all of those people around the world. Some of them are second and third generation DMK wow. people. And it, of course, makes me feel ancient. But, <laughs> well, it does. Right. Uh, you know, and we've had some tragic things happen this year. One of our yeah. my best doctors, young doctor, Andrei Sotnik of Ukraine, brilliant, brilliant young man, was assassinated. And oh. we can see it all on this, uh, the uh, the garage uh, security tape. It's horrible. Oh. Oh. His wife, who is now in charge, was devastated. But she, I told her privately afterwards, I had to fly over in the middle of winter to the funeral and everything. I said, Yulia, you have to be superwoman now. You've yeah. got that little boy. You're oh, an Andre's God. son who may be a great man like his father someday. Yep. So it says, you've got to rise above it. And she did. She wow. and her female staff became like, literally like super women. It's unbelievable. Wow. What a story. But I have obligations, familial obligations to yeah. these people. That's why we've turned down certain large companies that have approached us. Yeah. And I knew they would, and they probably will again. That, sure. I mean, that's what happened to Howard Murad and, yeah. and Jane, uh, what's her name, of Dermalogica. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They sold out for a big ton of money and yeah. are relaxing on beaches or whatever. But yeah. well, I can't do that because I know damn well the Unilever or anybody else that would buy DMK, they would say they would keep it going. They're right. not stupid, but they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Because there's always the bottom line to of consider course. and the stockholders and all yeah. this other crap. Yep. So uh, my nephew, Drew Coleman, will carry on. Yep. And he's good and yep. he will be even better and uh, keep it privately owned 
you know, after I'm gone there, I can't say very that's, much. But, that's, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. But that's why I've never sat down, Michelle, and sat there and said, uh, with the board meeting, what should, what can I make, formulate for, for next month or next year yeah. uh, that will make a lot of money? Yep. I've never attached the money first. It's right. always, what can we do for this problem in addition to what we've already done? Right, faster, better, uh, whatever, right, and uh, and then it goes into and sometimes I've cost the company a lot of money, yeah, with my with my nutcase ideas, <laughs> <laughs> but they've trusted me, yeah, uh, and uh, I've always I say this: if you have a really good tool product yeah. that's part of a treatment protocol that really delivers ongoing results, okay, yeah. That is the main focus right there. The right. money will come. Come, sure. And, and if nothing is selling despite all this goodness, that means it's not being presented. Right. Simple as that. Yeah, yep. And, that, and that's how I think. Yeah. Uh, I it's could have beautiful. sold out a long time ago, yep. but I just have that fiduciary obligation I mentioned yeah. earlier. That's beautiful. I love it. I absolutely love it. So let me ask you, in, in, in all of your experiences and all of the, the, the different things you've done and the people that you've touched and the thoughts that you've had, what is the one thing you regret? Is there one mistake you made or one thing that you're like, oh, damn, Donna, I should not have done that one? Oh boy, that's a hard one uh, because I don't look at failure that way. Yeah. If something doesn't work, then that means that there's a component missing yeah. uh, that you haven't addressed. And so I just keep, that's why I say sometimes it takes three yeah. years yeah. to get something right, right. Uh, that is efficacious and, and dependable. So I really don't, I could say I had lots of regrets I should, in personal sure, sure. life, lots of things like that. <laughs> sure. But looking back, no, it's been a miraculous ride. Awesome. And a beautiful, beautiful ride. Not that there weren't bad times and, and tragedies. And, and I'll never forget Randy Larson, my longtime partner, without whom I would not be a wealthy man today, uh, who has guided the management of this company uh, yeah. for a long, long time. And during that brief recession, right after Obama became president, yeah. everything just went boom in real estate, everything. Yeah. Uh, it was hard on us because we had not really addressed the American market at that time like mm. we do now. Yep. Uh, I was overseas traveling constantly yep. and keeping that going. And it got financially pretty grim. And I never forget him coming into my office with tremulous voice, closing the door and saying, what are we going to do? Wow. Yeah. And I just jumped up and slapped my hand on the table and said, we are going to progress. Yeah. We've got to sit down, examine everything yep. and see where we went wrong, what we could I have done it. instead. And so I can't really say regrets. Not sure. really. I could have opportunities. Been, yeah, I could have been kinder at certain points of my life. I guess. <laughs> I know, I, I hey, know. we all have those moments. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this: um, Given the the, I mean, the the technological advances in our industry, with ingredients, with with just with everything going on around us, and and the rapid rate at which our industry changes, Donny, what would you say? to a young Donna right now that wanted to make their mark in this profession 
in a concept and making a difference. What would you say to that person? Well, it so happens there is one of those persons right now, a young man who's trying to get a hold of me, and he's I've been preempted on. He's a nice kid, <laughs> and he's making his own products in his garage, and yeah. uh, and he's he's very smart, very yeah. brilliant. And I don't know, really know what to do because now he's asking me more and more and more and more and more yeah. questions. Um, and I'm your staff's gonna, telling you, stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I'm going to have to invite him over and just sit down one-on-one. That's how you yeah. suss out a person and what their agenda is. Yeah. If he has a truly passionate agenda, I, certainly I'll help him. Uh, but he has it just to make a lot of money. No, yeah. I won't. Yep. And I'll be able to tell that just by looking in his eyes. Yeah. But what would I tell a person? Well, number one, as I said earlier, know who you are, yeah. which which segues into believe in yourself at all yep. costs. Yep. No matter what happens, if you strongly feel what you're doing or thinking about is has value and will do something on somebody else, stick to that. Yeah. You know, you might slap down a few times, but heck, you know, ultimately. Uh, to, to be tenacious yeah. is the key there. Know who you are, tenacious, keep going, keep going, and eventually you'll start to succeed. Uh, and always be curious about everything. Now, don't take anything off of Google even at face value <laughs> or Wikipedia. Right. I have a big, huge reference library that I used to use before Google yeah. uh, came into play. <laughs> and I still use it because yeah. it's it, it, a lot of thought has gone, gone into these textbooks and that, it's, you know, even up to publication. Sure. It's not just a bunch of cut and paste and slap it up on the internet. Yeah. So, but, but just keep going no matter what. Uh, if you strongly feel that this is something that you can do and that should be done yeah. and you'll succeed, I've never seen it fail. Just yeah. persistence, persistence, persistence. And don't make an ass of yourself along the way. Uh, And don't become annoying to people in the industry. Uh, Don't be arrogant. Hold yourself up. Hold your head high. If you're handsome, good, make use of that. Nothing's nicer than a pretty woman or a handsome guy. All that's part of the theater. And and this business does have theater. I'm perfectly aware of that. Of course. You know, the the Danae at home, living on my hilltop resort kind of thing, uh, is totally different than one who walks out on a stage in Beijing. (laughs) <laughs> and I know that. I yeah. know that it is a rock star yep. thing. Yeah. But it's it's not really me. It is the presentation. That's right. And the presentation is hard to do because you have to be a combination of a certain amount of arrogance, not mean arrogance, but a certain amount of, you know, hauteur, yeah. a little bit, a little distance, yeah. hold yourself well, but be kind and humble at the same time. Absolutely. And this works beautifully with people. And basically what it is, is taking the time to listen to people and look at them and make them feel that they're part of whatever's going on. Right. You know, when I'm looking in an audience, I always pick about five spots in the whole audience, five faces. Yeah. Not necessarily beautiful ones, just five. Yeah. And I look at them in turn as I'm talking. And the end result is that everybody in that room feels that you are talking directly to them. Uh, Bill Clinton had this when he was young. Because I got to know him back in the day when we were in Arkansas. But he had that ability to make everybody there feel like he personally sees them. Them, yeah. And and you will be successful. You'll You'll be real. I love it. I love it. You know, I it's, it's like a big handful of self-awareness and that's, um, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's killer. That's fantastic. I love it. 
So, Donne, before we leave, I've got just a little um, uh, a, a podcast game that we like to play, and I've got four questions for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you don't have a whole lot of time to answer them, but you've got to give me a quick knee-jerk reaction if you can. Okay. It's nothing. To, it's nothing too crazy. But here's our first one: Would you rather? Is the name of the game. So, would you rather never moisturize or never cleanse again? It forced my gunpoint. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I would rather never moisturize because <laughs> if you cleanse properly, your natural sudoriferous and sebaceous will eventually start coming to the surface in a cycle. And that's what we have when we're young and moist naturally before yep. any kind of creams are applied and so on. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it goes back to that, the hips connected to the common yeah. sense thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's opening okay. the door. Next one. Would you rather always sleep in your makeup or never wear makeup again? Well, my makeup, my, my, sil <laughs> my silicone base, I could and have slept in because yep. it never moves until you wash it off. And yet it has no oil whatsoever. So it doesn't interfere with your respiratory. I love so, it. So mine, yes. Oil-based makeup, no. Love it. Okay. Would you rather only treat clients who keep their eyes open during the service or only treat clients who always talk throughout the service? Once it shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> no, I'm serious about that because yeah. it's distracting. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. I can always put iPads over your eyes. And the right? way to get away, and the way to get away with that is go through an educational uh, tutorial with them in their own language, if you can, not to yeah. scare them too much, while you're working and tell them everything that you're doing and why. Give them a little education, the yep. gift of education, just gift of knowledge. That shuts them up and they go home learning something that they never heard before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Last question is, would you rather, and I think I know the answer to this, but would you rather forever give up vitamin C or forever give up retinol? Oh, retinol. I, I knew that. I'm like, well, oh, because you, because question. the secret of retinol is beta carotene, right. you know, too much retinol, too much vitamin A taken orally or whatever uh, will compromise your system. It becomes toxic after a certain uh, overload. Yep. Beta carotene does not become retinol until it's in the skin or in the body. And then it converts by enzymatic conversion to retinol or retin-A. And the cells take just the amount that they need. The rest is discarded. And it comes off, you know, pulling a few dead cells on the way out the door. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. I love you. I love the information. So much <laughs> fun. So much fun. Donna, I cannot thank you enough for spending the time with me today. Um, can I quickly, no can I quickly, uh, because yeah. they will learn so much about this. Can I, yeah. I've never done this before. Can okay. I quickly punt my book? Oh my gosh, absolutely, yes. Uh, all right, my first book, which will make you sit up all night, it's got sex, rock and roll, everything. It's all Love true. It. It's yep. called the, the Maybelline Prince. Ooh. And it's, okay. on, it's on Amazon. Yep. And all the proceeds go to the Harvey Milk Foundation, of which I'm a global ambassador. <sighs> okay. Yep. So listen, so wait, so then don't let me, uh, let me keep you for one more second. What made you write this book? It's so funny. Uh, a woman wrote, you'd have to read the book to understand okay. what I'm going to tell you, but yeah. a, a very not very nice lady who I was actually knew back in the 60s when the whole yeah. Maybelline thing started, 
uh, the granddaughter actually of the Maybelline uh, heiress, Evelyn F. Williams, wrote this horrible book. And I knew when it was published <laughs> that I would be in it because I was with the Maybelline heiress in the last uh, 10 years of her life in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And uh, sure enough, I ordered the book and there is this defamative type. The last three, totally. I mean, I could have taken everything she owned in the lawsuit. And I tried to contact her and she didn't respond. So I finally got a hold of the publisher. And I said, I expect calls from my lawyers. This is total lies and I can prove it. And she said, can you write? I said, well, I've been a journalist for many, many years. She goes, well, uh, send me a sample and we've got a book deal. Uh, if you drop all threats of lawsuits, you can tell your side. So I said, okay. So I sat down, I wrote a quick front par- uh, first paragraph Yeah. and I sent it to her and she goes, oh my God, you can write. Okay. <gasps> contracts on the way. And that's what started. <sighs> and I finished the first part of it, which was entitled burnt cork. Cause that's how Maybelline mascara was invented with burnt, burnt cork yeah. and different things. <laughs> um, and she sent it around to some proofers and readers and, you know, people that audit books and so on. And she came back with these people love your book. It should be more. What happened to you after the Arkansas thing and the murders and all the fires and everything? And I thought, oh, damn it. So it took, <laughs> Opened was, a can of worms, did yeah, you? <laughs> so, I had to, so what it is, is a complete journey of everything in my entire career in every country. Some <sighs> of it is scary. When I read it, Again, I just yep. think, oh my God, how did I, how am I still alive? <laughs> wow. I'm bumped off. You know? Wow. So it is a wild book. And now they're considering either a uh, 12-part docudrama or an HBO three-part series, which I'd love Julie Newmar to play my aunt. Oh, because she gosh. could do it so well, you know, brilliantly. Yep. But that, that, And then the only aesthetics book I've ever written outside of maybe 5,000 you know, articles, articles, including, right. including a lot in your wonderful periodical. Yep. Uh, it's just called Skin Health. Yep. Surgical Alternatives to Healthy Skin, Anti-Aging and Sky Revision. Danae Montague King. That's on Amazon too. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, that well, one, I'm going to tell one, you, I'm going one. out and buying Maybelline prints. I'm telling you that. Oh, one. you'll love it. Trust oh. me. Trust me. You'll be oh. up all night. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Donna, thank you again. You have been a gift and a pleasure. Um, I've so appreciated all of the information and um, I can't wait to see what you're doing down the road. Thank you. Well, I want to thank, I want to thank you, Michelle, for the years of good relationship with Termoscope yeah. and the fact that it survived every beyond yeah. anybody else. And you've been so yeah. gracious to me. What two covers and uh, we love you. We love you, babe. Thank, thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Well, thank you again. And thank you to all of our listeners who are out there listening. This has been the Aesthetic Report, a podcast by Dermascope um, with Michelle Brenner and Donna Montague King. And everybody stay, 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 stay healthy. And um, we'll talk to you all real soon. Take care. Thanks again, Donna. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Aesthetic Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. If you love this show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell all your SD besties to give us a listen. And don't forget, the education doesn't stop here. The Aesthetic Report is one of many platforms offered by Dermascope. Visit dermascope.com for more education and industry news from the authority of professional skincare. Stay tuned and we'll see you next month for another episode of The Aesthetic Report.